0: Welcome to the Conscious of a Black Man podcast. I am your host, Damien. And on this show, we'll be pulling back the layers and uncovering the real motives behind our actions. Because let's just keep it real. We as black men have to see the world through a different lens. Everything we do and how we go about doing it plays a huge role in how we are perceived and how we can be treated. I mean, just think about your relationship, your career, your health, your community, and all the other aspects of your life. Take a second and ask yourself, Why do I do what I do? Why do you think the way you think? What factors control how you see the world? These are simple questions that have complicated answers. So sit back, relax, and join me as we have an open conversation about the conscience of a black man. Welcome to the Conscience of a Black Man podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to the first official episode of the show. I'm your host, Damien, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Chris. And we're ready to get things started. Um, it's been a process to actually get to this point, but without further ado, let's get into it. Is your hair costing you opportunities? Hair is very big in our community. It can show how we express ourselves. It's uh, something we want to try something new, get a new identity. But the things we don't often think about is how we can perceive, be perceived by the way we have our hair, like how other people look at us when we come in, Certain environments with with the type of hairstyle that we have. So my question to you is: Do you think people lose opportunities just because of the hairstyle that they have?
1: Hey, this is um this is gonna be a deep one because uh, you know we we uh, as our culture we take our our hair very seriously. We, right. Yeah. We um it's a sign of uh, certain kind of pride that we take within our community. So. Uh, I'll start off by saying, you know, I have I have a history of working in the military uh, for government government agencies, uh, and I know that we are perceived a certain way um, based off of our hairstyle. I, I have seen uh, individuals in our uh, in executive meetings and things of that sort that are looked at or their content is not taken as seriously, and it's all because of the way they wear their hair.'re they're, they're just as well spoken. we can be just as well spoken, just as intelligent. But uh, sometimes, if a culture don't understand your reasons, they they can't relate to it, right right right. So So I think from, um, from an outside standpoint, we understand our hair, but other cultures don't cultures really don't understand our hair.
0: That's true. That's true. So, what do you think the thin line is? Because, like I said, it's in a, it's a way of expressing ourselves. So, you don't necessarily want to tone it down just to get a job or just to get a you know get into a certain environment. So, what do you think the fine line is between expressing yourself and actually you know I guess fitting in to the status quo to get this certain position or to be in,
1: in a, you know, in this certain environment? Uh, fitting into the status quo. Woo, that's 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 a statement. In itself, fitting into the status quo, uh, and the reason I phrase it that way is
0: because not to cut you off is no, because when I was growing up, I was always told clean cut, clean cut, be clean cut, and at the time that meant you know having a short hairstyle, not having a afro or a dress, braids, things like that. But then as I got older, clean cut kind of changed and was like, well, you could have any hairstyle as long as you had a neat taper and you know things like that. But now, I mean, I don't even think that there is a, I don't hear clean cut as much anymore. Did you
1: see Edron James' um, Hall of Fame speech? I did not. I did not. Edron James' Hall of Fame speech, He just they, they did the Hall of Fame ceremony this past Sunday, and Edron James, on his Hall of Fame speech, he talked about how he was uh, perceived as being less than when he first came into the NFL because of his dreads and how people thought he was, um, they were surprised that he wasn't uh, didn't have a record or he wasn't a thief or, you know, that kind of thing. And it was all from the perception of his dreads, right? right? Right. And when you really take off the layer, peel back the layers, he's he's a great father, never been in trouble, uh, a great community leader, and just as important as anyone else would be. But um, his dreads kind of made people look at him in a in a bad light. And let's just take him for example. Let's just say... He had an advantage. Right, okay. Because he had athletic talent. Okay. Right? So people would give him... So what about the average guy that doesn't have, you know, that athletic talent or can't sing? How is he perceived in the community? I will ask you that.
0: He could be perceived just like Edron James was, but the only thing is he doesn't get that quote-unquote pass just because he doesn't have that athletic ability. I feel like you know, the question, is your hair costing you opportunities, if you want to really express yourself, I think the question should actually be changed to, are you okay with sacrificing opportunities to express yourself as far as your hair goes? So at the end of the day, you have to be okay with, you know, yourself. So if you're okay with going into a situation, let's say dreadlocks or a color that's in your hair, you have to know or live in reality and know that people are going to perceive you to be a certain way, maybe uneducated or a hoodlum or whatever the case is. But if that's what you stand on, I feel like it's okay for you to push that boundary as long as you are aware that you may miss out on some opportunities. And if you say, hey, if you're one of those people that say that's not the opportunity I want, then, you know, fair enough.
1: I, I, I agree with what, you, what you're saying. And to take that to another step, isn't that the um, main reason why we have to push ownership in our communities?
0: Yes, that's a, that's a big reason, right? That
1: yeah. we have to push ownership in our communities Good because point. when you have individuals that are in power positions, they can if they can't relate to your culture, they will automatically make a conclusion based off of your hair. Right right and that's why it's important for us to continue to strive in all sectors of business, right uh, banking, um, law enforcement, et cetera, government, because we have to be able to see past the hairstyle and say this is a this gentleman or this young lady has all of the talent we need right to move us forward and we can't you know we shouldn't be discriminating because that's what we're talking about, right. discriminating based on hair, right, 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 right.
0: But the thing with that, let's take it a step further. If we're talking about having ownership or running businesses and we hire our own people and we do understand the culture, how does somebody that want a certain look for their employees, how do they How do they come across saying, I want a certain look for all of my employees to be or I want them to match? So in a, in a sense, we can actually discriminate ourselves just because we want everybody to be, like I said earlier, the quote-unquote clean cut. I want to wear suits every day. I want everybody to be dressed to the T. But somebody comes in there that, that is capable that has all the qualities you're looking for, you know. Says all the right things, does all the right things, but because they don't, they have a hairstyle that you don't think is right for your company, they'll deny that person.
1: Well, I think all companies have codes of code of conduct, right, and um, and standards that they uh, want their company to be perceived by, right. Right. So um, I agree with you to a certain extent. Companies that have established their reputation off of the product that they put out can lean a little way a little bit if they're if it's owned by a black person they can lean a little bit past that image right whereas um and let's get and let's get let's let's be real we're we're in a tech world now so so many there are so many things that's behind the camera
0: that's true right? right
1: That's not out in front of the camera anymore not right in the boardroom now you can do you know your your day-to-day job from home. So, um, but I do agree with you. It, perception is part of the key. Now, I, I know me and you had this conversation and we had this conversation within our mentorship group before that um, you have to get to a certain part before you can control that the environment. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. So, in a sense, you kind of... you you, you sh- I, I'm not going to say you have to, but in certain uh, professions, you have to play a game to get to a certain point where you can then you can enact change so play the position you you some you got to play the role remember that thing i told you i told you guys on our, our i'm trying to remember how i said it on our on our um video conference uh on our weekly meetings i said um first you have to uh be the box no you have to live within the box then you become the box then you can change the box right you know
0: yeah, so, like I mean, going to your point, yeah, so we do have to have, you know, that, that the people who are trying to have more inclusion, so we have to get to those points where we are owning our own companies and doing things like that and giving other people a chance. But let me ask you an opinionated question. We can talk about the styles, whether you want, you know, waves, fade, afro, braids, or whatever the case is, but is there a way, or do you think that there is a difference between somebody having their hair looking nice... Or somebody just got up in the morning, and just went to work. Do you think that there should be like a, I guess a standard for no matter what hairstyle you have? Do you think you it it, sh- it should look good? Absolutely, to put
1: it like that? absolutely. Because the way you keep your hair, whether you have dreads, curls, waves, um, wavy, uh, whatever, whatever texture of, hair, uh, uh, texture of hair you have, you have to have a certain amount of pride and self-concern um, about how you carry yourself on a daily basis, right? So you can't just uh, jump up and uh, you know not put on any deodorant, right. not brush your teeth, and uh, not comb your hair and go to work and expect to be uh, received with the same kind of uh, vigor that you would be received with if you came in there and you were you know, presenting yourself as a professional. right? Because I don't care what you say, at the end of the day, it comes down to, are, are you being a professional? And being a professional is more than just your conduct. It's also your appearance, how you carry yourself, you know, how you respond, uh, are you out of the way? Are, so when people say, are you a professional? It covers all aspects. A lot of people think, yeah, I'm a professional, but they don't cover all aspects of that. Mm.
0: That's a good point. I've never thought about all aspects, but you know, going to college, you see people who necessarily don't pay too much attention to their hair. They just get up and go how it is. But then and then when you when you call them out on it like in a private conversation, if this is your friend or something like that, you call them out on it. They'll kind of go back and forth, or at least in my experience, they've kind of come at me saying, "Well, who are you to say this and that about my head? I mean, just because you you may like waves or something like that, that doesn't mean I have to or I have to put too much time in my hair. So it's so I feel like Going off of what you said, yeah, the professionalism aspect of it when you're going out into the workforce, but also people have to be open to listening to what people are talking about because those friends that I'm talking about, I could have an opp- or opportunity that I'm in that I can bring you in on, but I don't want to co-sign you just because of that look or or how you don't want to put put yourself at a certain standard to look a certain way with me. I mean, because a big, a big thing in life is co-signing. Getting opportunities is just co-signing. You, you say, hey, I got this guy who can do X, Y, and Z. And now your reputation is on the line. You know, your character is on the line. So I feel like with us trying to build our communities up and own companies and give people opportunities, people on the receiving end have to be open to listening to what that person is saying. Like, I may not care about my hair, but this opportunity could change my life or help me and my family.
1: So do you think we have gotten to a point – um, in our community, right? Because well, that's what we're focusing on in our community, right? Right, right? Have we gotten to a point in our community where um, as a culture, we we have lowered our standards and then we don't want anybody to say anything about our lower, lowered standards? Have we gotten to that point? Because, you know, we all, I, I'm older, so I'm an old guy. And I grew up in the environment where you know, the community raised the child, right? And the community, you know, kept the children in check, right? Uh, now is at that point now where if the community, if your neighbor try to say something to your child, you go down, you know, they're going to go down there and curse the ch- curse the community out. Right, right. You know, yeah. they're going to go down there and, and, and the community, and so, you know, we're good for throwing around, and when I say we, I mean our community, we're good for throwing around um uh, different sayings you know, like you take a community raise a child, right? But then we don't want to let the community raise a child, right? We wanna we want to raise them ourselves based off of whatever. And um, I, I don't I don't know I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think the standards have gotten lower, at least in my experience of what I'm seeing. And I feel like a part of that is because we're trying to be so inclusive, like let your kids mm-hmm. express themselves and you know do the things that they want to do, and then at the same time they're not getting to that standard of excellence. They just call it excellence. You know, so, yeah, you may want to have this certain hairstyle or do this activity or whatever, and it may be fine, it may not, but if it's not at that level of excellence, then if we don't correct it or or say you can be better than this or you can look better than this, it's just like we, we fall by the wayside.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's exactly why um, mentoring is so important, right? Uh, it's It's so important that... We have, uh, like our mentorship group, the Fox 8-4 initiative that we work with, it's um, important that we show young men multiple sides of being a professional so they understand how to conduct themselves in the community, right? And so that's essentially what we're trying to do is have, take a community to raise a young man, right? Right. So, we, and, and, and by, by that, they, we place high demand and high standards on them. Right. Like we tell, you know, like they have to maintain certain GPAs um, to uh, be in our program and and things of that sort. So I think we need more mentorship programs to enforce that level of um, excellence, to use the terminology you use, right, to enforce that level of excellence, because if I don't if I'm if I'm 12, but I've never came into contact with that level of excellence, how do I know what that level of excellence is? So then I'm going to take it and I'm going to apply my own interpretation of excellence. And usually it's not that high.
0: And it goes to your point. Like a lot of people don't have that in their communities or they're not being raised by people who can help them, you know, see that next level. Mm. And like I've told you before, the quote that I I got from watching another podcast, um, the guy said, you know, exposure leads to expansion. Mm-hmm. So if you're mentoring somebody, you can expose them to different things where they want to aspire to be better than where their current situation is. But again, th- th- there's another scenario, that, another part of that that, that that is difficult to get around. And just like any kid, they, they look at the people that they see on TV or they see the athletes, they see the rappers, they see the actors doing different things. So I think it, that's a battle in itself. Because a kid that's 12 year old 12 years old doesn't they don't understand that there's a difference between what they can do and then what they what, then what the actor is doing on well, TV. well
1: but but shh, grown people don't even understand well, it. Well, yeah, that's true. We I'm got true. we have grown people in our community that don't even understand that that's a entertainer and you are a regular Joe that work at Starbucks right, right. So they can wear their hair green. But you wearing your hair green, just don't jive. It's
0: not going to have the same right? effect. Right?
1: <laughs> it's ain't going to have the same effect. So w- they see um, uh, a person with, you know, the dreads or, or green hair or whatever, and they say, ooh, I like that. Right? It's, it's, it's appealing to me. I want to do that. But go back to your point that you made at the beginning. Can you sacrifice your pleasure for pursuit of excellence? Cause, cause, in anything you do with excellence in the word, there's going to be some sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. Right. You can't. You can't get to the top without sacrifice. And I think we have, um, in a sense, we we're kind of fooling people, the kids in our community, to, to believe that you can. You don't have to. You don't have. There's no sacrifice. And so you have reward with no sacrifice. And it don't work that way. It's you. You can't get to the top without making some kind of sacrifices. Right. And uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if we've gotten to that point as a community where we, we, we and I say we as a whole because we are as one, uh, are willing to make those sacrifices to attain that level of excellence.
0: But it goes into what we talk about in the mentor, mentorship um, organization is having your goals. I mean, if you're trying to get to a certain level, you, there are certain things that you're just going to have to do. You know, I say all the time it's not what you want, it's what you're willing to do for it. And I feel like there's a certain level of respect that goes into listening to a mentor or listening to your parents when they try to steer you in a certain direction as far as, since we're talking about appearance, as far as, let's say, your hair goes and things like that. Um, For example, I remember back when I was in high school, my high school basketball coach said that we couldn't wear any accessories, like no arm sleeves, wristbands, you know, anything that was what he called fancy, we couldn't wear. Now mind you, you know, middle school I was wearing stuff, reg leagues, I was wearing all, you know, any accessory I wanted. But for his program and what he was trying to do, it had to be this certain way. So I share that story with you to say this, like, if we have mentors or people that are trying to help us get to a certain level, we may have to sacrifice certain things that we want to do in order to get where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in my generation, or in any generation really, there are certain ones who lack that respect factor for whatever reason of actually being open to listening to people who have our best interests at heart. Because that's really what it is. Any, anybody that's trying to help you, you know, is trying to have your best interests at heart. And if you're not receptive or open to that information, you may block your own blessing.
1: So that brings us back around to the hair issue, right? Is hair costing us opportunities? That the the correct right answer if this was a test and it was a true false question it would be true right yeah i agree it, it would be true because we don't own any industries right we don't own you know any hospitals we don't own any banks where well, we have a few banks that we are executives at but um you know i think there may be one or two black-owned banks in the united states i don't know you know i'm sure there are one or two out there but for the most part we don't have ready accessible black-owned banks that you know we can control the uh image right and so if you can't control the image because let's 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 use the bank for it for example if this is a let's say it's a black owned bank and uh a lot of black individuals or african-american individuals bank at that bank right if they walk in and they see um uh, a brother or a sister behind the counter and they have dreads but it's, it's really well kept you know edged up tight uh they they won't even think about it. They won't even have a second thought. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm in the bank. I'm just doing regular business. It wouldn't even. They they go straight to their phone and start watching YouTube. But because we don't own those institutions, it's hard for us to control the the image and make the image make the image a regular occurrence.
0: Yeah, that's true. But there's a flip side of that. You know, in my experiences personally, it's like you feel like you go out into the world, you got to represent for all black people, even though, you know, you really can only represent yourself. But to, to, to the outside, the naked eye, you know, you, they look at you and see, okay, this is what black people represent. So it's almost like, almost something that I'm paranoid with to a certain extent where I'm always constantly checking on how, how I'm looking, how my hair is, because I, I want to be a good representation for all of my people. Even though it's you can't technically in reality do that. But that's how I feel going into it. And so I've never really, if I'm honest, I've never really experienced with my with, with hairstyles just because I think I like, you know, trying to get waves, you know, phase, things like that. But it's hard for me to say that I would never have dress because I never tried it. Mm-hmm. Or I have never tried to grow an afro. Right, right. I've always tried to play the part to get certain, you know, like you said, to fit it in the box so I can change the box. I'm right. still in that process of trying to fit in the box so I can change the box. So I think, and especially women, I mean, they they have probably more than, than men to think about when it comes to hair, how they want to, um, you know, go out into the workforce. So I, I think they have more of a, of a voice in the back of their mind saying, well, I can't do this because of this, or I'm going to go ahead and do it, but then this might, ha-. it's like, a, it's like a, a conscious thing that we're battling ourselves every single day just to make a good first impression because we feel like we have all this weight on us instead of just being the best that we can be
1: Regardless of, you know, something as simple as hair. I, I, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Mm. Because I, we, I, I think, hmm, that's a good one. We're going we're gonna to always feel like we are uh, seen. Well, no, I shouldn't say we all Because some people don't even think about it. Well, that's true. Some yeah. people just go out and be like, I don't care what people think. But we don't have, uh, is, is, it, is that fair? Is it f-
0: no, it's not fair it's not fair. It's like you go to the park you see this guy he's this type of way, you see that guy you know every you got all different types of black people. I can go to the park and play basketball and just be myself and not have to act a certain way to to make us look good. but then when I go to work on Monday morning, I'm trying to be true to myself, true to my culture, but also do it in a way that's quote unquote
1: acceptable yeah uh I don't think we're we- I I don't know if it will ever and I say ever cuz I I can't see it. I don't have a crystal ball but trying to see in the future if if I if we will ever transition to a society that has um that is accepting of the way we do things so you know this goes back to we were brought here in a in a certain way anyway right we're only uh, and I'm throwing out numbers here. I, I don't know. The last time I checked, we we're only like 13, 14, maybe 15. If we're rounding up percent of the population, right? So I don't know if it will if it will ever be accepted on that level. I don't know. I don't know if it can be.
0: It's definitely it's definitely tough. There's no, I don't think there's no right answer for it.
1: I mean, look at look at Monique. Uh, her 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 thing with the with the um, what the they bonnet. call with the bonnet, right? And look how that took off, right? but it took off there were I looked at I watched hundreds of different videos and comments and uh, podcasts on on that thing that um, that comment that Monique put out there and and I would say it was about 50-50. It was about 50-50. About 50 were like we don't care, stay out of our business or you know, and then it was 50 was like no, she right. You know, we do need to uh, you know when my grandfather when I, when my grandfather was uh alive um I was raised by my grandfather and my grandmother mostly uh, they always carried themselves with a certain amount of dignity and respect right um because they had to right right or they were seen as a threat mm. right and so when it comes down to it, isn't that kind of what we're talking about
0: it is yeah.
1: It, uh, a person that has dreads in this society we live in, this country called America, they, they can be misconstrued or, or conceived as a threat.
0: It's like it adds on to, to, to how threatening they can be because first you're black. I was going to say, we already,
1: we already threatened. <laughs> right, right. Because right. cause we already black, right? Or brown, or whatever adjective you want to attach to make you feel comfortable. But then when you throw the hair aspect in it, it just kind of compounds the problem. Right. right for for and it's not a problem per se, but it compounds the 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 way you are perceived by a different culture.
0: Right, and going since you brought up Monique and the and the bonnet thing, I you know I watched a few videos too talking about it, but one thing that a lot of people weren't talking about was guys wearing do rags in public.
1: I don't think that's a fair equation. Why why not? I don't think it's a fair equation. Um, I I, I don't know why. I don't I just, know. I, 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 I don't. Disagree. I don't see it as a fair equation. Uh, do rags and hair. Now, if you wear a do rag to the, ah, I don't know if I see. I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm being uh, chauvinist. Maybe because the way I look at it, my the do
0: rag is the male bonnet. That's that's how I'm looking at it. I mean, cause you wouldn't want somebody to, or at least me. What people were saying was, you, you can't, you don't want. To, since you using the bank, you don't want to go to the bank in a bonnet, cause you could be, you know, perceived in a certain way. Right. I feel like it's the same way if a guy comes in with a do rag,
1: okay. and it goes to that. So, level do you of think accident. they were taking, but but do you think they were taking bonnets to another level that men have never taken do rags?
0: Now, give me an example, because it's all it's it's all the same to me. Women go to Target. With, with a bond or okay. do so, go to do uh, target uh, target you know, with a dores. I don't understand how how there's a difference. Right. Unless I'm missing something.
1: No 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 no. Because when I really think about it, I can't really come up with a good example. They 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 both have their place, right? Where they're okay and when they're not okay. But when when a young lady, let's say she she wakes up in the morning, she want to go to Target. Right. Right. Okay. Which she's. She's going out into the world. We want to see me as a man. You want to see a beautiful young, a beautiful lady, right? And with a bonnet on, you it takes away. That's my opinion. It takes away from that.
0: It goes to your your certain standard. So every guy should have standards as far as looking at women, and or what they would accept from a woman, and that's your standard. And I don't have a problem with it because I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm not interested. You could be, you know, the the the, the finest woman in the world. And if you come with a bonnet on, I, that's just that's just not me.
1: Right. It's right, not right, me. Right. That's not your taste. That's not my taste. Right. Right. Right.
0: I'm not saying that she's she's any less of a woman, but that's just, I'm not I'm not going to talk to her.
1: So so that jumps us back to the hair thing. Are the women in our community missing opportunities to lock onto a good man because they come out with a bonnet on? Because you just said I, I, you wouldn't. You, hey, you see him. You know, you're going to you're going to you're going to be like, "Oh, she cute, but she got that bonnet on. I I I, I ain't going to ask her for a number."
0: Exactly. Right. That, that that's just me.
1: Right. Some guys
0: it could be different. I know some some women and some guys might be saying, "Well, you could have missed so, out So 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 let's cut
1: to the chase then. Um how many men do you think just give me uh, out of 10. 1 out of 10, all right? How do many men 1 out of 10 would approach a woman that got a bonnet on? That you know. And we and I can't add any any more no, to the no, scenario. No, no, no scenario. No the the, the the scenario is he's a professional. <laughs> okay, professional. Um, not a rapper or another, just a professional in corporate America or own his own business. How many of them do you think would be in Target and they see this beautiful young lady going into the cosmetic section and they see her but she got a bonnet on and he just be like and, uh, okay.
0: Okay, so to answer your question, I would say out of 10, three. And that's, that's not adding anything to this because we're not, we're not even talking about their, their motive for talking to a woman because I feel like it'll be higher if they're just trying to not necessarily have that woman as their, their main woman or that they're looking for a wife. It might raise if they're just trying to have a good time. Right,
1: right, right, right,
0: right. But if they're looking, I'm I'm going with the idea that they're trying to find somebody to spend the rest of their life with, I would say three at the most. Okay. What do you what do you say?
1: Well, I'm an old guy, so I'm gonna say oh, wait, zero. Wait, okay, 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 I'm gonna say zero. Cause I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking the 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 individual that I just identified, unless they unless they're a sugar daddy or somebody like that, I'm gonna say none. <laughs> I'm gonna say none. None. Because you want a good representation of what you of of you i I would be interested to hear how many men agree with, with me and how many women agree with me i would i would be interested to see how many i would say zero i I'm,
0: i I'm, I'm gonna stick with three i'm gonna stick with three i may be nice i may you know i don't know <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm gonna stick with three and i know people people are probably gonna say. You know, well, you could have missed out on the woman in your dreams and things like that. But you know, me and you are kind of similar in some regards. I'm okay with missing out on that opportunity, because, right. like I said, I'm not going to sacrifice my standard on what could be. Right. You know, there's there's too many too many people out here for me to just say, okay, let me risk it on that one. Like, no, let me narrow my search a little bit. Let me let me filter it a little bit. And bonnets are out. That's just my opinion. But. Yes, I would love to hear that as well.
1: Yeah, I want to. I want to see some feedback. Hey, if you out there and and you listening to this podcast, hit hit us up. Let us know what you think on that because that is a good one. Men that are professional in the professional world, are they willing to sacrifice their standard just to talk to a woman? If they ain't trying to hit now,
0: right? Because I mean, we'll sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. You, I mean, you know, yeah, a, a, man, lot of, a lot of right. A, a lot
1: men, of, men, yeah, men so. if they are trying to hit, they don't. You know. But if they're trying to, you know, establish a, a, um, quality, relationship, right? Like they meet somebody, uh, hey, you know, let's go out to dinner, blah blah blah. You're gonna be kind of hesitant to be like, because usually if they're in the professional environment, they're not, a, you know, let's just say they they are entrepreneur and they started out. Let's 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 say they started out at 23, okay. and they started their own trucking company, right? By the time they pay everybody, usually it's gonna take them. If they're advancing quick, 27, 28, before they start really stacking paper, paper, right? So by the time they get to that level, I, I think it, it, that, that three goes down real quick. That, well, that three out of 10, I think it goes down real yeah, that's quick. That's when the people
0: going to be like, oh, you changed up on us. Back in the day, it,
1: yeah, and, and that was acceptable. And you know that you you supposed to change. I agree. If you I ain't agree. changing, then you staying the same. And if you stay in the same, you ain't getting nowhere in this world, bro. I'm just that's just a fact. It is. You gotta be changing. You know, we I I, I hate when 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 we say, man, you change. Um I suppose to. Exactly. you supposed to. If I didn't change and my standards didn't change, I'm doing something wrong. Right. You
0: shouldn't be the same at 50 the same, as you were at 20. You shouldn't be that
1: same. If you are, you got some problems. You got some yeah. problems, bro. Yeah. And you're going to find out life is going to be real hard if you ain't, if you ain't, change, if you ain't changing, right? Um, you know, you make mistakes. You learn. That's what they call wisdom. You make mistakes. You learn from them. You try not to create that same mistake again.
0: Yeah, but that, that, that was a great way to end the podcast with that one right there. That's, that's, some, that's some good wisdom right there. So, yeah, I want to thank you all again for tuning in to the Conscious of a Black Man podcast. I'm your host, Damian Forman, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris. Yep, yep. And, um, yeah, we would love to hear your comments. So go follow us on Instagram at Conscience of a Black Man, black man spelled B-L-K. And on Facebook at Conscious of a Black Man, same name. And remember, everything we're saying here, we're not saying that we're right. We're not saying that you're wrong. This is just an open conversation from a conscience of a black man.